Welcome, baseball family, to another edition of the Baseball Together podcast. Today, we're going to talk all-star rosters, home run derby, and walk-up song assignments right now. Nine Plus Us presents the Baseball Together podcast with your hosts, Blackjack Brad and Kansas City Little Big Briggy Blue Eyes. And now, Baseball Together. All right, baseball family, we're really excited that you're here. I'm your host, Brig. Brad is out once again. He's on vacation. We're wishing him the best. And in addition to wishing him the best, I want to wish you a happy 4th of July and hope you're enjoying the weekend and some time off with those that you love, regardless of why you're choosing to celebrate your time off. We support you. We're really excited to do the same. And unlike other holidays, we really can't take it easy this week because there is a lot to talk about. There's a lot to get into. And I've got some housekeeping that I want to make sure you're aware of so that you uh you know can can hang in there with us we got some really exciting things coming up so let's get into it current events the first thing i think we need to talk about is what i'm calling the told you so segment (laughs) there's a few things that we've uh sort of predicted i'm sure some of these will um keep coming i guess is the right way to say it we're gonna have more told you so segments between now and the trade deadline i'm sure but so far, the dominoes have already started falling, and the first one, I would say, is Aroldis Chapman making a move to Texas. We called that either last week or the week before, um, but he is. Uh, it's been made very clear that he will not be in a closing role. Um, super duh, I feel like, but he's going to do setup relief and, uh, you know, like low leverage relief situations, so... That's really exciting for the Rangers for all the reasons we listed, but specifically because he seems to have gotten his fastball under control again. Um, his velocity is way up and, uh, he, you know, still a little bit of command issues and some targeting problems. But ultimately, I think those are things he's going to be able to work out. And with the new ball club he's with, hopefully they've got some staff that can really rein that in and get him um, get him dialed up. So. We all expect to make or for Texas to make a, a nice push into the playoffs this year, uh, barring any sort of dramatic falling apart. We expect that to be the case, and this is a terrific piece for them. Uh, not that they needed much, but that this is a good one. Okay, uh, more told you so's. Nationals, the Washington Nationals have announced that Candelario is available for trade. This is, again, something that we've talked about in the past, and uh, we'll talk about it a little bit later, but it has been made official as of Monday, July 3rd, that he is available for trade. Stroman for the Cubs. Stroman will not be extended prior to the August 1st deadline. This is something we've also talked about in the past, and and, um, in our previously recorded segment coming up at the end of this show, we are going to talk about, or that we talked about last week. I'm sorry. Um, I'm getting my previously recorded segments <laughs> mixed up. But last last week when he talked about buying or selling or holding, uh, Stroman came up as well. And so this implies that the Cubs are open to making a trade with Stroman and, uh, and letting him go should the need arise, should they get a, a good enough deal. Um, if he isn't dealt before the deadline, I imagine they will offer him an extension. Uh, what that will turn out to be, we don't know, but it could be really interesting to watch as this trade deadline sort of 
is looming. So again, the deadline is August 1st. Um, there's some big names out there and there's lots of need uh, as we discussed last week. So keep an eye on it. All right. Because July 1st uh, is in the past, <laughs> we have to talk about Bobby Bonilla because it's fun to talk about every year. And for those of you that might be new to the show or new to baseball, welcome. Congratulations. And if you don't know a player from way back in the 90s, Bobby Bonilla uh, is still being played or paid rather by the New York Mets every year in 22 years. He hasn't picked up a baseball professionally in 22 years, and he still earns one point two million dollars every year on July 1st from the New York Mets. This deal it goes way back to uh, there's this great story about a blunder and uh, a terrific negotiation by Bonilla's agent, etc. If you don't know the story, go back and find an article on it because it is terrific. Maybe we'll do a show on it one day where we explain the ins and outs of it. But ultimately, it's it's a really funny situation, and baseball culturally has really adopted sort of a I don't know hero status to Bobby Bonilla because of his $1.2 million payday he gets July 1st every year. And if that's not astonishing enough that it's been 22 years since he's played baseball, uh, the deal holds for another until 2035. We're, we're 12 years away from him, uh, from this deal being over still from the de de deferred payments. So Bobby Bonilla will be 72 when this contract officially expires. And uh, there you go. So every day on July 1st, we tip our caps to Bobby Bonilla and his agent and uh, wish them the very best. So that's super exciting. All right. Let's see. The all-star game rosters have been announced. I'm going to go ahead and pull this down so that I can see it. I feel like that's an important part of what we're doing here. Uh, the All-Star Game rosters have been announced. I'm going to jump through these relatively quickly. But the American League starters, catcher Jonah Heim, first base Yandy Diaz, second base Marcus Simeon, third base Josh Young, shortstop Corey Seager, outfield Aaron Judge. He will likely not play due to being injured and will be replaced by someone else. Outfield Mike Trout, outfield Randy Rosarina, designated hitter Shohei Otani. More on him later. The National League starters, catcher Sean Murphy, first base Freddie Freeman, second base Luisa Rise, third base Nolan Arenado, shortstop will be Orlando Arcia, outfield Ronald Acuna Jr., Mookie Betts, and Corbin Carroll, designated hitter J.D. Martinez. The manager for the National League will be Rob Thompson of the Phillies, and who is the manager for the American League will be none other than Dusty Baker of the Astros. Super exciting there. Um, we've gone over that a little bit, but let's talk about the reserves. The reserves include, for the American League, catcher Salvi Perez and Adley Rutschman. Infielder reserves are Vlad Guerrero Jr., Whit Merrifield, and Bo Bichette, inclu uh, also including Jose Ramirez. Um, the outfield reserves for the American League, Luis Robert Jr., Austin Hayes, Jordan Alvarez, and Adolis Garcia. Designated hitter is Brent Rooker of the Athletics. The National League Reserve catchers, Will Smith and Elias Diaz. It's a really cool story about Elias Diaz. Um, he's a little older. 
this is like a dream come true for him. Idolized Pudge Rodriguez coming up. Like, this is super cool. I think this is the first catcher the Rockies have ever sent to the uh, All-Star game. So that's also really, really cool. Um, infield reserves for the National League include Matt Olson, Ozzy Albies, Austin Riley, Dansby Swanson, and Polar Bear Pete Alonzo. The outfield uh, reserves for the National League, Lourdes Gurriel Jr., Nick Castellanos, Juan Soto, and the reserve designated hitter is Jorge Soler. The American League pitchers, this is where it gets really fun. Shohei Otani <laughs> was selected by the players to be the uh, one of the starting pitchers available for the All-Star game, and that's really cool. So fan voting picked him for the designated hitter, and then the, the players said, no, 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 come on. And they put him in there as a pitcher as well. He will be uh, accompanied by Garrett Cole, Luis Castillo, Sonny Gray, Nate Evaldi, Kevin Gossman, Shane McClanahan, Fromber Valdez, Michael Lorenzen, Kenley Jansen, Emmanuel Class A, Felix Bautista, and Yannir Cano of the Orioles. The National League pitchers are Zach Gallen, Spencer Strider, Bryce Elder, Justin Steele, Mitch Keller, Josiah Gray, Clayton Kershaw, Marcus Stroman, Alexis Diaz, Josh Hader, Devin Williams, and Camilo Duvall for the Giants. Um, okay, so a couple of interesting things about these rosters. Atlanta sends a franchise record eight players to the All-Star game this year. That's congratulations to them. I was down there this weekend, watched them just whoop Miami. So Wow, are they an incredible ball club. The Rangers are the next in line. They send six players. Dodgers have five players. Blue Jays, four. Orioles, four. Cubs have three representatives. The D-backs have three. The Rays have three. The Angels, Astros, Cleveland's baseball team, Marlins, Padres, and Yankees all have two. And there are 16 teams with only one player represented. What's interesting about that, for those of you that might not know, it is mandated by the league that one player from each team is represented, which means that not every one of these teams with one player, but a lot of these teams with only one player were selected not by the fans and not necessarily by the players, but by the league So uh, to fill, fill the mandated position requirements, which tells you according to popular opinion and the players themselves, where the talent seems to lie in the league as it stands right now. And clearly um, everybody's loving what they're seeing in Atlanta. Super duh. We all feel that way right now. They're probably the most well-rounded team in baseball. The Mariners are the host city this time. They're the host franchise and they are sporting only one slot. I don't know how many times that's happened in the past where the host team has only sent one all-star to their game, but it happened this year, and it's Luis Castillo. There were no fan picks. There were no player picks, and the league had to pick the final slot, the mandated slot, and they picked Luis Castillo. Um, is, this a, is this the biggest snub or... Or what's going on? Is everybody just losing faith in, in Seattle's ball club right now? If you are, I wouldn't be sad. I mean, I'm sad, but I wouldn't be surprised. 
if we are not losing faith in Seattle's ball club, then why is it that we've lost faith in some of their absolutely terrific players? Are they just not as popular? Are they just not as good as some of the other players? I have big, fat questions about it. And I think it's probably a combination of all those things. I think it's a smaller market, so they get a little less of the you know top billing that some of these other players get. But at the same rate, I still think it's really uh, it's a shame because they have a ton of uh, absolutely terrific players. It's also the same the same way for the Reds. The Reds have a ton of terrific players right now, but I think that they have taken sort of such a late start to this season that it's given all of the fans um, sort of a short change opportunity to get to know them, uh, especially around, you know, the league and not just in Cincinnati and, and those who are paying attention. So anyway, baseball family, I want you to tell me what you think. Um, and we'll get into snubs here in a minute. Um, the Mets only sent one and that's also Pete Alonzo. Um, and again, that's on the backs of a league-mandated selection. Uh, I don't, he edged out Brandon Nimmo, two guys that are totally deserving of all-star appearances, but two guys that didn't make it in for fan voting, didn't make it in for player voting. And what's really interesting about both of these is, like, for instance, the, the Mets are getting a ton of play this year. Everybody's watching what they're doing, which means everybody's watching them sort of crash and burn especially with the number one payroll in Major League Baseball. So it's really interesting to see that the league had to mandate, with all the talent that they have, the league had to mandate one of their appearance or one of their representatives, their only representative. Um, there are 26 first-time selections, which I think is really, really cool. 19 players are 26 years old or younger. 19 of the all-star selections are 26 years old or younger. Corbin Carroll is 22 years old, and that makes him officially the youngest player on this year's roster. What's really cool about this, and I think adds a little bit of sweetness to the sting uh, that Seattle's experiencing, is that Corbin Carroll grew up in Seattle and is a, you know, was growing up a diehard Seattle Mariners fan. So that's that's cool, and I think that that's the spoonful of sugar that's helping this medicine go down. <laughs> anyway, Corbin Carroll and Josh Young are both rookies, uh, and that's super exciting to have two rookies on the All-Star roster. Let's talk about snubs. Who got snubbed? Some of these make a lot of sense. Some of these make absolutely no sense, and, and you tell me what you think. Fernando Tatis Jr. will not be going to the All-Star game. Wander Franco and Cattell Marte not going to the all-star game. Rafael Devers. Paul Goldschmidt is the reigning MVP. Brother Bryce Harper is not going to the all-star game. He's a perennial all-star selection. So is Manny Machado. JT Realmuto also not appearing. Francisco Lindor? Nope. Justin Verlander and Max Scherzer? Nope. This is, this is a huge step, I think, in both player especially player voting, right? Because I can see how some of these people like Cattell Marte, he's just, uh, he's kind of returning to form. And so the fans in Arizona are watching Cattell Marte and being really excited about him. But the rest of the league, you know, we remember Cattell Marte from what, 2019? 
2018-19, whatever year it was, that he was, again, the only all-star for for the D-backs and just dazzled everybody. And then it took a couple of years kind of off, it felt like. But he's back, or he got snubbed again this year, even though he's having a terrific season. Um, Devers, I think, this I don't get why Rafi Devers is not in the all-star selection. Um, but there you go. I don't know what to tell you. Um, Aaron Judge is on the IL, and that's interesting for a lot of reasons. One, because he will have to be replaced. And two, because if Garrett Cole, they only have two players in the All-Star game. If Garrett Cole does not pitch throughout the All-Star game, for whatever reason, and it's it's possible, right? There are only so many innings. There are only, only so many slots for to pitch, and there's a lot of pitchers on that roster. Depending on whether or not Garrett Cole is asked to pitch in the All-Star game, or I should say, if he is not, if Garrett Cole does not pitch, it will be only the third time ever that the Yankees will not have had a player appear in the All-Star game. As a Yankees fan, this is a big deal. It's the second time ever, potentially. It would be the second time ever since like 1941. Um, blech. As a Yankees fan, as the re- the, rem- the remainder of the league, everybody else is probably very excited about that. <laughs> and all you haters just go on and hate because this year I think we kind of deserve the hate. I I hate to say that, but man, there's trouble in paradise up in the Bronx, and uh, something needs to something needs to give. All right, the home run derby. Let's talk about that. Home run derby is Monday, July 10th at 8 p.m. It is that's Eastern time, 8 p.m. Eastern time. It is airing exclusively on ESPN for the traditional broadcast. ESPN two is holding the Statcast broadcast. So if you prefer that one, you could watch that with all this advanced metrics and things like that. But every year, Brad and I also call the Home Run Derby. We do it live. We do it here on YouTube. We do it on Twitch, and we stream it to Facebook as well. So what we invite you to do is at 8 p.m. Eastern on Monday the 10th, join us here, turn it on your television, and then mute that crap because you don't want to hear Ravage and you know some of these other people call the all or the home run derby. You want to hear us call the home run derby, and we have a great time every year doing it. So we want to see you here. We do a lot of interacting with the with our viewers on in comments. You can comment on all three of those platforms: Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Um, and we will be here from start to finish, yelling and screaming alongside you and waiting to see just what exactly is going to happen. So again, Monday the 10th, 8 p.m. Eastern time, turn it on on your television, mute the crap out of those guys and turn us on and uh, we'll have that experience together. And it is interactive. I can't stress that enough. We want you to to be interacting with us and dropping comments and asking questions and we'll be doing the same thing. So. Maybe this year we'll call it an AMA, ask me anything. That would be a fun way to fill the space. Did I just make that unilateral decision without Brad here? (laughs) I think I did. We'll see what he says. Um, But I think that could be a cool way. I'll open up. I'll tell you whatever you want to know. Hopefully. Unless it's crazy. All right. Home Run Derby participants. Then I'll talk about fantasy. And then we're going to take a break. And we'll get into our selections for walk-up music for some of these people that are going to play in the All-Star game. Okay? Home Run Derby participants. Julio Rodriguez is going to represent the the Seattle Mariners. Um, He participated last year. 
across three rounds. He did. He lost last year, but across three rounds, he pumped out 81 home runs in the Derby last year. So it'll be really exciting in his home ballpark to watch him perform. Um, and we'll see, we'll see what happens. We, there's still a few days until they're going to announce the bracket and where he will line up, who he's going to face off against first round, potential second round, et cetera. But it'll be fun to watch him in his home ballpark because I think it could be just magical. Um, Another participant who's been confirmed is Vlad Guerrero Jr. Vlad, this is awesome because he has not participated since 2019. And in that home run derby in 2019, it was electric. He lost to Polar Bear Pete Alonso, but only because of the way the bracket was set up. And it truly was an, a dominant performance by Vlad Jr. So he... uh he holds the record, the Derby record for most home runs in a single round at 40. He hit 40 home runs in one round in 2019. And he holds the record for the most home runs in a home run Derby ever with 91. And he lost. <laughs> Just, Pete Alonso didn't hit anywhere near 91 home runs that year. Uh, and it was it was a little sad when that guy when when Vlad Guerrero hit that ball in 2019, it it made its own special sound. And he does this uh, breathe out swing technique when it, you know and you can hear him go when he hits the ball, and it was like watching comets leave the orbit. It was so cool. The guy is just incredibly powerful. So I'm very, if you can't tell, I'm very excited for Vlad Guerrero Jr. to participate again. Mookie Betts is also going to participate. He plays for the Dodgers, Super Duh. Um, this is his home run derby debut. He's never participated in a home run derby. He's done everything else you can do and accomplished pretty much everything else you can accomplish in Major League Baseball uh, for his position. So this is his seventh all-star appearance and that is consecutive. He's had seven in a row all-star appearances. Um, he is on pace for 40 dingers this year. And I, that that worries me that he's going to participate in the Derby because we've seen in the past that Derby participation really messes with guys' swings for the second half of the season. I don't know that that will happen with Mookie Betts. In fact, I highly doubt that that will happen to him. He's not a guy you want to bet against more often than not even though he doesn't always support my fantasy team the way i'd like him to he is a terrific competitor even when he's bowling go look that up if you haven't already um two more players randy Arozarena plays for the rays obviously he's the third tampa bay ray ever to participate in a home run derby and he's on pace for a, a career high 20 home runs this season so um, this is kind of interesting. I think he's uh, probably the underdog, honestly, in this lineup. I think I would give it to Julio, but Julio, it's in his home ballpark. So we'll see. I think he's probably, I think Rosarina is probably the underdog in this in this matchup, but we'll, we'll see. All right, last player is Polar Bear Pete Alonzo for the Mets. Now this this is a fantastic storyline. I am really excited that the polar bear is um, 
is playing. For those of you that don't know, Pete Alonso has only been in the league for five years, five seasons in the league. He This is his fourth home run derby participation in his five seasons. He won the derby in 2019 and 2021. 2019 is when he beat Vlad Guerrero Jr. Only three or only one player, excuse me, only one player in the history of the home run derby has ever won it three times. That was Ken Griffey Jr. who played in Seattle. The home run derby now is in Seattle and Pete Alonso could join Ken Griffey Jr. as two players ever to win three home run derbies. And let's be honest, Polar Bear's career is long enough that he could win four. That would be astonishing. So anyway, pay attention to this year's Home Run Derby and join us here for an opportunity to have way more fun than you would if you were going to watch it on ESPN. All right, quick fantasy update, and then we'll take a break. Matchup 13, week 13. Let's see, that was July twenty or June 26th to July 2. It ended last night. Uh, we will start at the bottom of the barrel with the uh, lowest scoring matchup of the C- of this week, which was mine. <laughs> so me, Brigger Mortis, I went up against Harrisburg Charlies. And uh, I actually won. I finally won a, a, ga- or a matchup this week. I won 427 to 374. My top performer was Mookie Betts with a meager 69 points. Ugh, that's terrible. Um, Harrisburg Charlie's is, uh, his top performer was Ronald Acuna Jr. with a meager 64 points. Um, so there you go. Devastation Incorporated faced Burns Turner Overdrive. Devastation Incorporated 542, Burns Turner Overdrive 360. Top performers in that matchup for Devastation is Carlos Santana and uh, Marcus Simeon. Carlos Santana got 96 points and Simeon got 51. Julio, think you are. It's Brad. He lost again. And he went up against not another fantasy team. Uh, Brad lost 475 to 620, which is just crazy. Uh, but he scored more points than I did. His polar bear Pete Alonzo was Brad's top performer with 66 points. And um Nate Nathaniel Lowe was the top performer for uh, not another fantasy with 93 points. And that's how you, that's how you win matchups. And then the big league Chupacabras, this is the juggernaut matchup here. Big league Chupacabras went up against grace under fire and grace under fire won 602 to 571. Jose Abreu somehow comes out of nowhere and is uh, grace under fire's top performer with 75 points. Up against the big league Chupacabras, 74 points, Paul Goldschmidt. So that's your fantasy update for week 13. Um, We're going to take a quick break and then a previously recorded episode with Brad. We are going to take our picks for the walk-up music we think the All-Stars should enter the game with pitchers and hitters alike. Stay right here and we'll be right back. Welcome back, baseball family. So today we're going to be doing one of our one of our favorite episodes of the year and one of our absolute most popular as well, which is why we do it every single year. We will be assigning walk-up music 
two All-Stars. Now, this is a previously recorded episode. The All-Star rosters have not been officially released yet. So, Brig, I don't know about the approach that you took, but I took the finalists and I grabbed one guy who I assumed will be on the roster as well. We all know that's what, what I did. When you assume, hopefully that's <laughs> not what happens. But yeah. I, th- I think I made a safe enough pick. So I we will so. go through. We'll do five each, mm-hmm. like every time. And, of course, as per usual, there is an honorable mention as well. Yep. So, Brig, go ahead and lead us off with your first All-Star and his walk-up song. So, I got to give it to Jonah Heim. And it's a little bit... It's a little... I wonder if Adley Rutschman will get the start. But... Probably. But I still think Jonah Heim will play and thereby... His walk-up song should be Pride and Joy by Stevie Ray Vaughan. Ah, very good. I like it. Yeah. I was trying to think of what would best suit a Texas rapper. And I was like, oh, the <laughs> Texas artist. <laughs> yeah, that's all. It go. makes absolute sense to you. I like it. That's a good one. Thank okay. you. There you go. Okay, um, with my first one. Um, I went with Francisco Lindor. Oh, so before I get into this too deep, um, I I went all early two thousands pop punk. <laughs> okay, all of it. Okay, late nineties, early two thousands pop punk. So the first one is a Blink one eighty two song, Wendy Clear. <laughs> and That's the reason track. I chose this one is because <laughs> there are repeating lyrics throughout the song that say, "I wish it didn't have to be so bad." <laughs> Because things are so bad for the yeah. Mets right now. Yeah. So bad. <laughs> I'm sure that's why he thinks every day. Just like, I just wish it didn't have to be so bad. That's fantastic. <laughs> so that's Francisco Lindor's walk-up song, Blink-182's Wendy Clear. That's awesome. I love it. Um, my next pick is Randy Arena. Oh, you know, I wanted to do him, but I, I couldn't think of anything. Couldn't come up with something. Yeah. So I'm curious what you have for him. So I, you know, I, I put a lot of emphasis on the opening of the song. I try last year. I had to stipulate where in the song I felt should, you know, cue the walk-up music, but this year I really tried to lean into the openings, right. To that first lick, that first measure. And so I, I vote that Randy or Rosarina walks up to the plate by, uh, to Corazon Espinata by Santana. (laughs) He loves Mexico. It's the it's this perfect, like perfectly accessible Mexican feel to a, a Mexican song, and I just thought, no way. It's it, it the opening is fantastic. <laughs> That's amazing. That's a solid pick. I like that a lot. Really good. Okay, we haven't overlapped yet, which is really interesting. No, yeah, I honestly don't think that we will. You don't um, think so? Mostly okay. because of the genre that I'm going with. <laughs> but I mean, the, oh, the yeah. players, we haven't overlapped once on the players. Oh, that's true. Yeah, not on the players yet. I think we, I, I do think we will there. Um, okay. Let's see. So my next one, uh, I chose Mike Trout. <laughs> okay. I always have a ton of fun doing walk-up songs for Mike Trout just because of the situation that he's in. Yeah. And this is one I've been wanting to use a less than Jake song forever. Um, and I finally came up with this one. This is off my favorite less than Jake album, Borders and Boundaries. And I know he's in Anaheim, but for the sake of 
this song. We're going to roll with the LA Angels moniker. And this song is called Hell Looks a Lot Like LA. (laughs) (laughs) And I know, I know things are going pretty well right now. But Otani's going to leave after this season and he's going to be back to the same old Angels after that. Poor Mike Trout is locked in until he's like 60. Yeah, so. <laughs> that's a, that's a fact. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, okay. All right, good pick. That's a really good pick. Hell Thank looks you. like LA. I like that. Um, all right, my next one. I went with Mookie Betts. I think there's a really good chance he starts. Um, I think it's a super duh popular popular because because this whole thing's a popularity contest, right? So there's Correct, not exactly. a ton of merit associated with the. <laughs> first round all-stars but well, i mean there's a reason that like granted the rangers and the rays are like the best teams in, in the american league right now but at the same time yeah. the entire infield are from the angels angels and rays just because of yeah. fan voting so right anyway so i went with mookie Betts, and i would just love him to walk out to jump around by house of pain yes it is a solid like la feel song i think it i think they're from la if i'm not mistaken but I was like, okay, I just started searching for songs that, that have a tie to Los Angeles. And it, that came up. And so whether or not it's true, I don't know. But uh, then I, I yeah, remember that from LA. I, that's what I thought. Okay, so I just love, and I love that song so much. So I would, it would wouldn't it be cool if <laughs> he walks out? And, oh, man. Okay, I wonder how that's... far into the song they'd let him go. <laughs> it's, it's, my... I love that song so much that my six-year-old knows the words and dances to it. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Right on. That's solid. That's really good. I like it. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with... Uh, let's go next with... Um, I got lost in my list a little bit here. Let's go with Spencer Strider. I'm going to go with a pitcher. I'm assuming Spencer nice. Strider is going to be on the pitching staff on the All-Star game. For sure. And so, again, sticking with the pop punk, this might be a little bit harder on the pop punk spectrum, but it's the band is The Letter Kills, and the song is Lights Out. Well, I don't know that one. I'll be honest with I, you. I purposely went a little bit more obscure on this one. Yeah. Um, I, was going through my, I was going through my library. I was like, what's a band that like most people probably won't know, and I know the Brig won't know? And it was The Letter <laughs> Kills. And yeah. You I nailed like, it. <laughs> This song, I love it. By the way, it's got an amazing open like intro. That's a great song. It just it rocks super hard. But I feel like that's really the title that goes through. Like Spencer Strider has been absolutely lights out this entire year. Oh, I totally agree. And so, uh, the song, this, the title alone just describes Spencer Strider, and I think it'd be a perfect song for him to come out to, opening and start like starting the game. To this song would be awesome. Set the set the awesome. mood for the entire game. Get the entire get the crowd rocking for the whole thing. Well, I'll have to go listen to it so I can understand what the heck you're talking about because <laughs> I support you, but I I, I can't speak to it. <laughs> and baseball family, just so you know, we're going to put the links to the songs in the description notes so that you'll be able to go access them as well. And if we can find a way to pimp you out on YouTube, we will. We'll just keep you in YouTube because it'll be a little easier. Yeah. To do that. Um, okay. You ready for my next one? I went a little... My my list starts to get a little more obscure from here on out. I know okay. I only have three three names left, but um, I feel like the other ones I've listed have been pretty mainstream. But this one's a little bit different. So Sean Murphy 
is is the next one I picked. Mm-hmm. Another guy I wanted to pick, but I, I couldn't come up with anything. So I'm curious what you have. Yeah. So Sean Murphy, he plays in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, all right, let's let's do uh let's do a country song for but I want it to have some edge to it. I don't want it to be any sort of twangy is not great for a walk-up song in my mind. So I found you're going to love this. I found a country song with a, a hard opening with a like a great electric guitar rock and roll opening. And the name of the song is Talk About Georgia. And it's by Jason Aldean. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I is do not know that great. song at all. <laughs> yeah, no. Like Blink-182 is still the closest Brad has ever been to country music. Right. So. <laughs> okay. And if you want to know more about that, Keep an eye on our Instagram stories because every once in a while I'll play a Blink One Eighty Two song for Brad. <laughs> that's yeah, that's true. That's absolutely true. So there you go. Talk about Georgia by Jason Aldean for Sean Murphy. Very good, very good. Okay, I'm going to go with Otani. I knew you were going to do that. I, I have to go with Otani because I knew and I you felt would. like um, I felt like the title of this song was perfect, absolutely fitting. Um because it doesn't get any better than this for him. This is a song by four years strong. And the title is heroes get remembered, but legends never die. Oh, dang. Yeah. Okay. That has like three layers of meaning there, bro. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Great song. Rock super hard. I would never actually see Otani walking up to this. I don't think, I don't know what kind of music he listens to, but I I doubt it's this to be honest with you. Um, but probably Zen, Zen Garden Lo-Fi, probably. <laughs> Could be. <laughs> but but honestly, if he did, it would be one of those things where anybody in the crowd, it's like, if you know, you know, and everybody would be like, sir, well done. <laughs> A tip of the cap, my friend. <laughs> yes. That's exactly. awesome. All three of those it. people would be very excited about that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that might be high, actually. That number <laughs> might be a little high. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, well, it's another one I'm going to have to go find and listen yep. to. You have to send me links. Good one. Okay. Uh, I have one left. Do you have one left? I do before my honorable mention. I have one. Do left. your honorable mention first, and then we'll do, then we'll okay. do our, our last one. All right. My honorable mention is Brother Bryce Harper. Okay. And, <laughs> and if you root, okay, this is way obscure. So, baseball family, I'm really sorry. If those of you that'll get it will get it, but. Uh, there was a movie that came out in the 2000s called The Singles Ward. <laughs> and it's it's, a, it's about a bunch of Mormon college kids <laughs> in Utah, in Provo, Utah. And they all... Yes. Okay, hold please, because... I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Because I had to dig for who the band was, all right? <laughs> Apparently the band is called solutions but i only i had to go to imdb to get the actual name of the band because like you can't find it anywhere else but baseball family the song is book of mormon stories and it is (laughs) it's a primary song it's a it's a kids sunday school song in the lds church right and i know because i grew up that way so um (laughs) this version of it has like a punk rock sort of edge to it. And 
and then it goes a little hard. And so it's hilarious because they took a Sunday school song for kids and they made it into like this super cool punk rock version. <laughs> so brother Bryce Harper should walk out to Book of Mormon stories from the singles ward soundtrack. So funny. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Call, somebody call him and let him know. You, yeah, slip into his DMs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because he might All just right. do it. He might. Oh, my gosh. All right, so what's funny. your honorable mention? So funny. Okay, my honorable mention. This is actually the first one I did before I decided to pivot and go to um, go towards the pop punk. Mm. So this is still early 2000s. This is early 2000s hip-hop, actually. Oh, nice. This is for Ronald Acuna Jr. Mm. I chose Nelly, number one, because he's the top vote-getter. Yep. So I feel like it's Bingo. pretty self-explanatory. And he's been probably the best player in the league this year. I don't know. Uh, yeah. I don't know what. I don't know if he's like out to get somebody or something, other than like <laughs> be part of, be actually playing on a World Series team, or he just wants the MVP, or he's just a man possessed. I don't know what it is, but he's been unreal this season, and yeah. he is absolutely number one right now. That's awesome, and that's that's a serious tune. I love it. It slaps, hey, as the kids say. It slaps. It's a whole bop, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bop. It slaps. <laughs> okay. On God, bro. <laughs> no cap. Okay. Um, so my last one, I went with Louisa Rise. Louisa Rise has been killing it right now. And what's most interesting about his performance is that he keeps creeping up on 400. Right. He's average. been up on it. And I don't think yeah, we talk about him enough. We don't. He da he dances on that line all the time. He's a little over. He's a little under. And then he's a little yeah. over. And it's super special. So for those of you who are not paying attention, um, this hasn't been done in like what? 75 years? Was it Long Ted time. Williams, the last one that yeah. did it? We thought it was going to be Tony Gwynn, but the 94 season cut it short. Um, the strike. Anyway, so it's a huge deal. So I, I had to find a song that referenced 400 so, somehow. Okay. And this is probably my coldest song, right? Where if you actually walked up to this song... It would it would be cold as ice, right? You 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 have to be a bad mama jamma to walk up to a song like this. <laughs> so I picked four hundred lux by Lord, and the intro alone is cold as ice if you put it in the context of a walk up song. Baseball family, you gotta go check it out. I have forgotten all about Lord, L O R D E. By the way, if you want to look it up right now. Um, and she's terrifically talented. I mean, right. truly talented. But yeah. this is th this song is fabulous. <laughs> so that's, that's my last one. That's solid. That I love Lord. Actually, that yeah, that's a great pick. He's great. Okay, my last one is the Polar Bear, Pete Alonzo. Uh huh. And I'm gonna go with a yellow card here, a yellow card song here. One of my favorite bands ever, by the way, the band I've seen most in concert. Yeah. And this song is called Big Apple Heartache. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> because despite Pete Alonzo's just his 
stellar play all the time. The Mets just can't <laughs> seem to figure it out. Big Apple heartache. And oh, dude. one of the reasons I chose this song for him instead of Francisco Lindor, mm. um, I wonder if he's going to be part of the Mets. Like if they sell, if he's going to go, because he's going to be very attractive to a lot of teams for a lot of reasons. Yeah, that's because, true. So the, the opening line of this song is this can't be home anymore. And so that's why oh. I went with this one instead of with Francisco Lindor. Dang. Because I wonder, he's got he's entering his first year of arbitration. He's got three more years of control before he reaches free agency. And granted, he's going to make a boatload in arbitration. But still, oh, for sure. the fact that you get three more years of control with him is a really big deal. So uh, that's why that's why I think that he could potentially be moved by the Mets if that's what it comes down to. And uh, yeah, between that opening line and the Big Apple heartache, uh, it was a perfect song for me for Pete Alonso because there's that's way awesome. too much time left on Francisco Lindor's contract. I don't think anybody. Yeah, I don't think it. they're going anywhere. But yeah, so that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, baseball family, we love this. We do it every year. Put your picks in the comments. Go ahead and argue with us if you disagree or you hate one of the songs that we picked, uh, you can tell us that as well. But if you love the songs we picked, you can also tell us that as well because we're right and it's our opinion and it ought to be yours and we're very excited to be here. <laughs> Just kidding. Not a contest, I had an Rick. uncle. I had an uncle that you... It's not a contest. <laughs> okay, should I tell him that story really fast? Yeah, you should. Okay, baseball family, Brad's razzing me. Because the other day I introduced my six-year-old daughter to Stairway to Heaven. <laughs> and I said, all right, listen, sis, it, this is widely regarded as the greatest rock and roll song of all time. So pay attention. So she she listens to it. And I said, I got all excited. I was slapping the steering wheel and everything. And I turn around and look at her and I'm like, okay, so what'd you think? And she goes, yeah, it was good. <laughs> <laughs> The most understated like, reaction ever to that I was song. Like, what? It was. It's what right. are you talking about? It was good. Okay. So then having I went a spiritual into experience in the driver's every, seat. Exactly. Every single time. <laughs> so I explained to her all the stuff and how it's the forbidden song in music stores and all this stuff, all of the stuff. And she goes, "Yeah, cool, Dad." <laughs> and I said, "You just." didn't like it she's like i don't i didn't say i didn't like it i just said it i don't think it's the greatest rock and roll song i've ever heard in my life and i said are you freaking serious because <laughs> i'm incredulous i can't believe it she says listen dad it's just an opinion it's not a competition it's not even a vote it's just opinion i can have my own opinion <laughs> and i i was caught between wow i'm a terrible I'm parenting terribly if she can't appreciate Stairway to Heaven. And wow, I'm parenting really well if she can stick up for herself like that. <laughs> I was like, oh. So I had a little aneurysm in the. You know, that might have been a good opportunity to teach her that you can have your opinion, but opinions can also be wrong. No. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. I'll put that in my back pocket. <laughs> Maybe that's a lesson for when you're seven or eight. Yeah. There you go. This next might be a little easier for that. Not the same. Oh, man. All but right, anyway, baseball, baseball family. family, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. Well, all we got you here, don't forget to hop on over to Use code BTPOD at checkout to save 10%. 
and support the show while you're doing it. We appreciate it. We know you'll love it because they are the best seeds ever. But baseball family, again, thanks for joining us. We will catch you next week. Mm-hmm.